0: i hey. you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Get Into It, where we do just that. I am Jordan Rice. And I'm
1: Ambry. And today we are discussing the relations within the Black community between Black Americans who are descendants of slaves and Black Americans who have direct ties to their African lineage. To have another perspective, we brought a special guest today, our friend Ma. Hey! hey,
2: hey.
0: Ma is our first guest. Ever, I'm getting to it. I'm super, super, super excited to have her here. Um, so, Alicia, we'll let you introduce yourself, um, tell them a little bit about your background, I guess, and then we'll start with the conversation.
2: Okay, thank you very much for the lovely intro. Um, my name is Alishima, and I am a Ghanaian American first gen. So, my parents were born in Ghana, West Africa, but I was born in the states, specifically um, New York, and then we moved to Georgia when I was about five. And um, yeah that's that's my little intro
0: alicia has uh endured hell with us in the theater department so whenever we talk about there's a few black people um that you know we bonded with during that time it really helped us right. with, she's one of them she's the real one
1: she, um, <laughs> made made it separate it was it was great. Yeah, so. I did
2: endure um, said high school with you guys, and uh, so <laughs> <laughs> not be mentioned. <laughs> the it
1: high was very there.
2: interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um, I think we'll start talking about, I guess, what well, your experience of being a first gen uh, American. Um, in a predominantly white school and then just like all the, the things that you've experienced with I guess it can be white people with black um oh let's <laughs> define that right now so we'll say black Americans for people who uh, um, black people that were descendants of slaves in America yes and then we'll say Alishma what let's actually get to this part what do you how do you identify yourself so then I'm not putting so, a label on you <laughs> um <laughs>
2: So for me it honestly kind of depends on like who I'm around for the sake of um, the recording and the podcast we can just say like um, Africans I guess um, but typically like when I'm around most of my African friends we just call each other African um, mm-hmm. and then maybe when I'm around like my black American I think they also too identify me most most people just kind of identify me as African I'm not gonna. Now that I'm thinking about it, so hmm. yeah, we can just call them, call us Africans. All
0: right, Good, cool, Africans. So you can talk about your experience, uh, dealing with Africans as well as Black Americans and the difference between those. Say, I, I can only imagine <laughs> that there's this some there's some stuff. There is
2: some stuff. Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> I
2: just think this is a very interesting topic because like a lot of times if we're like obviously we're like there's different types of black people in different sectors but a white person is literally just seeing all of us as all black so it's just interesting that there are these different like sects if you will um but yeah okay well so personally for me at least because i've always lived in a predominantly white area um, and it's interesting especially for me just because i am from new york And so New York is, I don't want to say New York as a whole, but the area of New York that I used to live in, that was a predominantly African, Jamaican, Black area. So I always had that to kind of go back to. And then on top of that, I have like my African community that I would see every Sunday. So it wasn't like I was completely submerged in the PWI because I still had other places where I still had, you know, predominantly Africans to be around but obviously you know code switching is a thing and so when I would go to school and stuff I would try and assimilate with the more white people um and I just remember there were a lot of things like as I was growing up like I honestly used to be so embarrassed to be African because like everyone obviously there is white and I would come to school and I would have like my food and I would be smelling like you know deep fried onions and stuff like that because my mom was cooking very ethnic foods and there would be some things that like I would think are normal in my house but then I would talk to white people and it's like well why do you do that and I'm like I didn't I didn't know this was something that people don't do um and people already have like a preconceived notion of what like Africans are like and what Africa is like so I remember I would just people would literally ask me like so when you go like to Africa like do you sleep in huts and like see lions and it's like girl what like people would people would really ask questions and stuff like that and it was just something where it's like it was almost like a double double I don't know what you call it double negative like oh you're black and you're African because now people Mm -hmm. are targeting you but I feel like with white people though it wasn't even it was more just microaggressions, like how i said before, like it wasn't really like directly like, oh, you're an African booty scratcher. That's what I heard from um, Black <laughs> I I'm so sorry, everybody's trying not to laugh. <laughs>
0: <That's>, <laughs> it's, it's, okay. I, it's, it's terrible. Like where did people even come up with that?
1: Don't I, that no I don't even know where that came from. I have no idea where that came from. No, That's idea.
2: insane. I feel like we but, can look yeah. up the history
0: of like where that derived from, but that's, that's a very, it's interesting. Okay. It
2: most definitely should, but the thing is, he's like, yeah, like the the insults were not direct with white people; it's just more microaggressive things, like, oh, is that your real hair? Can I like touch it? Oh, um, so like, do you speak like English with your grandfather when you talk to him, or do you got like I've literally had um a white man ask me if I speak in clicks, knowing good and well that I was born in America. Yeah, so it's like it's it's almost ignorant things. It's like. I want to be mad, and I am slightly mad, but I know you're trying to ask with like a, with a, um, what's the word? They're More like inquisitively? A, inquisitively. But with Black Americans, it's like, like I said, I was called African booty scratcher. I was, I was called, what was I called? I think I've been called Kuta Kinte. Just, little, certain, yeah, I'm not even that... Yeah.
0: That is a whole nother level of disrespectful for the simple yeah. fact that Kuta Kinte, for those who don't know, that's from a, a movie and a, well, a book, then a movie um called Roots about Alex Haley's family origin. And Kuta Kente was a slave brought over who was oh, like Barut a lot. Like, so go watch it. Go read it. It's a very interesting story about how he traces li- roots, but it's wow. wow. <laughs> yeah so
2: it's really just like it was just a thing like I remember like having friends who like they're obviously African as well but because of how people would like treat us they'd be like well my parents are African but I'm not like I'm American like you wouldn't even want to associate mm-hmm. yourself with being African like now as like I'm older people kind of despise those types of people they call them like self-hating Africans because it's like why are you not identifying with your roots?" Because because we have the direct route it's like you know where you're from so you should say like oh I'm from here but a lot of them are like
0: oh I'm not I'm actually from there it's interesting that you say self-hating African because black Americans use that with each other like if someone oh like we just had the episode about whitewashed right go listen to that for context about it um that term like self-hating black we'll just say black person self-hating but it's really self-hating black American. It's like you're denouncing like who you are your color and like the yeah. culture that comes with that for what for white validation for white it's white, almost like, like, like a defense
2: mechanism like you know how like at least for me like when I was younger one of my like brands of humor was like self-depreciating jokes because people would make fun of me so therefore I would make fun of myself so it's almost like hey like you know we're we're all joking about this thing and we can all relate to it but it's like they almost do it like for yeah like you were saying like white validation like oh i'm like i'm not african though like i don't i don't do what those african people do and it's like okay it's interesting there's another layer
1: like like jordan was saying like black americans do that all
2: the time like there's
1: quite a few that would just announce their blackness in general like it's you know I'm not black you I'm not I'm not that type of black I'm not that type mm-hmm. of black person I'm mm-hmm. not and that's
0: just like oh what does that mean like yeah, and you know like what that. it means because it's a very yeah. common but it's just like at the root of that what does that mean and so yeah kind of interested on in your take on this we're I'm gonna segue into like the nuances within the black community now because that's where the conversation is going um you said a lot of African people or you found in your experience your personal experience <laughs> um that people were kind of like you know being ashamed of their heritage but now I'm kind of looking like as someone who's always been for lack of better words envious of people who know their culture like for like I know I'm a black American I know I'm descendants of slaves so I came from somewhere like I know I came from Africa but to not I think it's just really interesting um because Mm -hmm. I've always like even with my African friends I've been like so enamored with the food that they're able to make and the music and the the the, the clothes the language even just like all that so uh, this is really interesting and how do you feel about black americans trying to extend some of that culture to themselves if that makes sense <laughs> like no, i see what you're saying um so like it's a it's a very
2: it's not like a black and white thing it's very gray because obviously like you said if most black americans know that they do come from there then who are you to say well you you can't you can't take this because you don't have the a direct line to it anymore i think that's it's so interesting because it's like you you like the continent of africa is very large there's literally 54 i think now because yeah there's 54 so even amongst Africa, even in just one country alone, there's so many different types of different types of tribes and different types of people. So for someone to be like, oh, I'm African, I understand both ends. Because for Africans, it's almost like, you can't just say I'm African, because there's so many different types of people there. And so to generalize African culture, as a whole, it's almost like Mm -hmm. annoying to Africans, because it's like, what part of Africa, like people love to say, like, oh, I'm going to Africa. And it's like, you going to South Africa and you going to Morocco and going to Ghana are very different experiences. The types of people, the, the types of, the types of culture, you experience is all very different. But at the same time, it's like, if you want to have that tie and to know where you're from, like, I feel like people should go for it because identity is such a big part of people's lives, like knowing who you are and being proud of it. Because most Africans, most Africans are very proud. It's like, you know, I'm from here and I have this and I have that. So I don't, I don't necessarily find it in me to be irritated or to be upset when African-Americans are trying to like go visit Africa or go return. My problem, however, lies when it's coming from a place of like disrespect. Like Mm -hmm. it's not like I'm going there. For example, (laughs) I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's this thing that they're doing on social media, it's like the Fufu challenge.
0: Yeah, I have. So, fufu, okay, so fufu, and that's, oh, this is. Oh, God. See, yes. that hurts me, because I was.
2: I was just about made, to bring this up. I'm,
0: yeah, I'm yeah. To go ahead. It,
2: it, the challenge to great lengths, the greatest of lengths, irritated my soul.
0: Can to, you explain to, what it is for depth. people who don't know?
2: Yeah, so basically, fufu is a West, typically West African food um, that is, they serve it with like soup or stew and that's another thing too because fufu is not one like size fits all because Ghanaian fufu is different than Nigerian fufu and so I think Nigerians and you know you can go check me on this if I'm wrong but I think Nigerians eat it with like cassava like pounded cassava and something called like agushi stew or okra soup and then Ghanians typically I've it with
0: okra soup yeah,
2: yeah Ghanaians typically don't eat it with okra soup they typically eat it with Um, ground nut soup palm nut soup or just light soup with like chicken or uh, beef or goat or something and then theirs is pounded like plantain or pounded cassava so it's very different number one even within the the two countries that are literally sister countries right by each other it's very different so what people are doing is they're going to get um, authentic fufu from like African restaurants and they're eating it and they're trying it but the way that they're trying it is very disrespectful because no one's saying like, oh, you have to enjoy the food, like you have to. Everyone has different taste palates. It's just the way that they're like spit. They're spitting it out, scraping mm. their tongue, like gagging, <sighs> vomiting. And it's good. And all that.
0: It's really it's, good to me. Sorry, it is me. an acquired taste. I'm
2: not gonna say like if you're if you've been eating chicken fingers and mac and cheese all your life and you eat that, it's a very it would a shock. Okay. It would. And another thing, too, is there's a specific way you eat fufu. You're not supposed to chew it. You're supposed to swallow it. The pounded cassava or the pounded yam or anything you're eating with it, it's, it's, it's just a big bowl of carb. It's literally just carbs. You're not really supposed to chew it. It's just there kind of to help you drink the soup along. So people are also not regarding the fact that Africans are like, do not chew this. You're supposed to swallow this. And then they're chewing it. And they're like, oh, this is so nasty. Rah, rah, rah. And it's like, you're not eating it correctly. And you're also not used to this types of food. So for them to just like disrespect the culture like that, but then label it as I'm trying to, you know, appreciate African culture. It just really, yeah. yeah.
1: People do that a lot with ethnic food. Like they they just fear, they fear the unknown so hard. Like you said, if you eat chicken fingers and fries every day,
2: it's going to it's be a cool that like
1: yeah it's not that developed almost all ethnic foods involve like an array of spices and have a very yeah. specific way of eating it and it's just you have to take the put that in mind every time you want to try a new dish you have to know there's going to be some spices there there's going to be a yeah. specific way to eat it i don't know why people approach ethnic food like this it leash. just seems really
0: like ign- yeah foolish and then i remember uh ambry had brought up something about you know Basically, I guess this is kind of what we're talking about: Can Black Americans culturally appropriate African culture, like African? You know, yeah. So we talked about the food thing, the clothes. So wearing the yeah. or because, any other garments, or any other because listen, y'all, when Black Panther came out, and yeah. you know there was so much excitement uh, amongst. I think black the black community in general, but especially black Americans, because it was like this big franchise, this big um, like American franchise that's like blacks. This is for you, <laughs> you know. Right. And so,
1: I just, they like, basked in it. Like like every black American basked in it. Like it was it was. People were like buying things. They're yeah. right They're they putting like tribal marks in their faces, not really knowing what that meant. But you know, doing stuff like that. And I think it was. It was. I feel like it was coming from a place of admiration. It, it was in awe. But I would love to hear your perspective on that. So,
2: so it most certainly was coming from a place of admiration, but at the same time, it's just for me. It's just all about the approach, because like I said, um, people were very embarrassed to be African. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, you African, you foreign. And it's like, Okay. Well, that's fine, I suppose. But like how you had said, Ambry, like people are putting on tribal marks, not knowing the meaning behind it, wearing waist beads, not knowing the context of it. And it's just like I get it, because it's very hard to separate it's all we're all we're all black. So you can't really be like, Well, no, you're not you're not this type of black, so you therefore can't do this because who are you to deny that person if you you both could potentially be from the same place and just not know it and mm-hmm. so I just feel like it's just it's just so you can't really be like yes or no because for them it's like if all of Marvel has white characters and then we get this one black character obviously all black people are going to support it but the issue is just when it's almost from a place of like ignorance like yeah, like Africa, Africa, rah, rah, rah. And it's like, okay, but what part of Africa? Or like, mm. if you're coming up to me and you're using T'Challa's fake accent and you're telling me Wakanda forever, do you, like, it's yeah. not, T'Challa's accent was basically a South African accent. Ghanians don't sound like that. Like East Africans don't sound like that. So that was like a, that's one accent out of all the whole entire area. So for you to be like, oh you know Wakanda forever thinking that you're gonna come and now relate to me Mm -hmm. it's almost like an insult because it's like I get it but I I'm also like learn learn before you speak don't don't try and generalize everything so I don't know I really don't know it's just um so when it comes
1: to like things like waist beads and like dashikis like where's the line for that like when does it
0: become disrespectful yeah that's a good yeah that's a good one for you personally yeah for person. At least you yeah. Me personally personally alishama
2: right like for example jordan asked me i don't know if you remember but when we were in high school you asked me if you could borrow one of my um african dresses and i had oh yeah because no it was i was like
0: yeah it was for the I, what was it called the, the Culture... banquet or something yeah, yeah what was know. the banquet yeah. theme
2: see you see, out the so hard <laughs> you <literally, laughs>
0: don't
2: even remember but jordan asked me um can I borrow your dress and I, with, with a full heart? I was like, sure. Like you can borrow my dress. You can, I, I even try to look for accessories to give you. And I forgot, but yeah, I lend you my dress and I have no problem with it because it wasn't something where it's like you were being disrespectful. You are like, I appreciate that you have this culture. And I also just kind of want to try it and respect it. And that was fine for me. But if you were to be like, oh, I want to use this dress so I can play up as some old African woman for some skit, I'd be like, hey, sis, no, mm-hmm. you cannot use my dress to, to come and disrespect the culture. It's just really all about the approach. Like I see people wearing dashikis and waist beads, and some of them don't really wear them right. Um, with waist beads like and it also just, once again it depends on the culture you're from because in Ghana your waist beads are not supposed to be shown like people aren't supposed to see your waist beads it's almost like a like a um, because it's like a modesty thing like you, it's it's almost like a if you're showing it you're painted out as
0: promiscuous and that's just the mm. culture maybe
2: maybe in America it's like well if I want to show my jewelry I'll show my jewelry and that's fine in this culture but in that that's culture that's American
0: culture yeah yeah
2: that's not what you're, they don't, that's not what you're supposed to do. So for some people, they get the waist beads and they put them on their stomach as like a belly chain or something. And it's like, <laughs> you're not looking into the the origins of it. I just feel like if you are going to try and emulate something or do something from another culture, you should at least do a little bit of research. But mm-hmm. it's just hard because the world is so globalized that
0: it's like, where do we, where do we draw the line? So, right. Yeah. yeah. So going on that, where do we draw the line thing and just, you know, how some Black Americans will do things that, you know, they might do it knowingly or unknowingly, that's offensive. We, do you think there's a tension between the two communities, for lack of better words? Because yeah, I'm just gonna leave it there. Because I, I mean, I'm pretty sure all three of us have different experiences to understand if there or if there's not attention and you know all that so there's
2: yeah. definitely um attention <laughs> not attention. there's definitely tension between um the two and I just I think it also just partially goes back to what I was saying before because it's like if um people about you know outwardly look like me are making fun of me and then when I get older are now like praising me saying they want to be like me it's almost irritating because it's like you were the one that was isolating me and making me feel bad and now you're flipping on me saying oh you want this you want to be part of this and stuff like that so it's just I think on that end it makes it makes us feel a little bit annoyed and then also I've noticed my personal experiment experience um that a lot of Africans actually perpetuate a lot of stereotypes that white people also say about black Americans like Mm -hmm. it's very weird but I literally have this lady that I know and she lives in a predominantly like white area and she moved there and then a couple years later she was like oh I need to move there are too many black people moving in here and I said my dearest have you seen your skin color because what like what are you saying and it's like she all the stereotypes that are being perpetuated about black people the negative ones she also is believing them as if when we are standing side by side they would see a difference right. like oh you're african right. and you're just black american and so that's the thing and i've noticed because i also have a lot of um black american friends i've noticed like when like sometimes when black americans are talking to africans there's a bit of like resentment and i don't know mm. if the resentment stems from the fact that we have the direct ties like how jordan was saying like you were saying for lack of a better word like you're envious and so i don't know if it's because it's like we have the 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 direct ties to see like oh like this is what we're doing and da da da, da. but sometimes there's like negative energy and then mm-hmm. the africans will like rebut like oh well my ancestors were like fast there's a whole thing like there's like this joke that you're
0: like oh my ancestors yeah, yeah. were
2: fast enough
0: and yeah so, so for me um I my best friend of life in the world is a Nigerian <laughs> um and I've known her since I was like four she lives down the street from me I like her parents were literally like I walked over there one day and they're like, Jordan, your, our house is basically your house. Like, like, it's just that type of relationship, right? So I've grown up eating the food, um, listening to the music, hearing the language. I don't know any of it. I don't claim any of it, but I've been, you know, just like she's been over at my house getting all that stuff mm-hmm. from here. So it's never to me been like, darn, I hate you because you have culture. <laughs> like you yeah. have you know a, a specific culture um in addition to you being in the white world a black american mm-hmm. like they be like she had that both thing going on um it's never been like a that for me just the fact that like for you, it's such a
2: good thing that you were able to kind of grow up in it and see mm-hmm. the different cultures. Cause that's that's a lot of people's issues. Like they're not exposed to it. So they're not educated on certain things about it. Like you have literally seen that, oh, like other people have a different way of living at home. And even though we're all black, like she's eating different food, she's doing this. So it wasn't something where it was like you were completely ignorant cause you were raised in that. So you had that personal experience to like, you know, teach you almost but yeah. not everyone gets that luxury of having like a friend who can show them african culture or show them even any other culture really like anything that's not what you're exposed to at your house
1: right and i think that's kind of like where the viciousness is coming from like that detachment like you know that like i guess in childhood i should say like middle school that's when everybody was just talking to talk so being rude Ooh. for no reason <laughs> um so i guess that's, maybe that's where that's coming from like I, I know we are the same, and we're going to be viewed the same by white people. But I'm coming from a place of envy, so let me say these things that I know is going to hurt you and not hurt me. If that makes sense, like I'm going to be mm-hmm. as 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 direct I, as I can to you and be derogatory towards you because it won't hit me.
2: Mm-hmm. If that and makes that's why I was thinking, like, even as I was saying before, like with black people or like black Americans and Africans, I think that's why the insults are even just direct because it's like i'm gonna tell you this straight to your face because we look alike it's almost like you know when you have a sibling and it's like you can make fun of your sibling but no one else right can make fun of your right that so was a very it's good analogy like... uh, yeah right. <laughs> because <Her. laughs> <laughs>
1: that really put it into perspective yeah. yeah
2: yeah it's just like if some outsider comes and does anything then it's like oh okay we're all gonna gang up on you but right. i too am also giving you a lot of blows and stuff like that and it's just like does that make it okay because we have
0: the same skin color yeah one of the things Mm -hmm. i have noticed though in um trying to think about solutions ways to remedy this um my mom has a friend who where is miss kenya she's from kenya and she was like she um was born in kenya and then she moved over here like later on her life and she was like yeah like how you were saying earlier that the white missionaries that were over there told them a lot of stuff like Black people are drug addicts and mm-hmm. they're lazy and and she went over there and she was like, I'm around a bunch of Black people and none of them are like that. Um, and so, you know, she kind of was like, whenever she goes back and like talks to them, she tries to break down that mm-hmm. whole stereotype. And i was just kind of realizing like, and the people that I know, and maybe it's just because they're first generation, there's really not much of that tension like, I feel like it's way less than the generation ahead, like, before us.
2: Yeah. Like, way less. It most certainly is. I feel like people are actively trying to learn and unlearn things that Mm -hmm. they know, because I do, it is mostly the older generation, honestly, especially now, because of, like, social media and just the stuff you see, like, people are becoming more acclimated to, like, you know, appreciate culture rather than just, like, like, look at what's projected. Yeah, like, I have a certain video. I literally post it periodically, but it's when I went to Ghana and I like pan around and I
0: show it was um, beautiful, <laughs> y'all. I, I know exactly I what you're talking see about. It. <laughs> you I see it?
2: Oh, oh Amory
0: It's beautiful. Okay, I'm excited. I have this
2: video and um I'm sarcastically speaking and I'm literally at this like resort. Like it looks like I'm at a I'm I'm literally at a luxury resort and I'm like, hey everyone, like here's the dirty water that I swim in here's the tree (laughs) that I climb up my monkey sings to me every night like I literally I deliberately did that because people have certain projections and images that like they have put out there and we just have to learn how to like debunk them and just see things for ourselves instead Mm -hmm. of trying to listen to what you know whatever narrative that's being pushed on us so yeah
1: it's misinformation going both ways so black americans what we learn from like of africa as a continent is very limited matter of fact i remember when we got to the uh, africa unit i think we were in social studies my yeah. teacher like premised the conversation like oh this is the most boring unit ever you're not going to understand Say anything mine, did you? really yeah and that's she how the conversation like, began she said you don't
0: really have to study for it i'm not yeah, going to like it's, yeah, really boring. No, it's boring
1: nobody cares and oh, that's wow. how this, that's how the unit started like and, a and, that's
0: felt. And, and that was and, and,
1: breakfast. like breakfast. That was our breakfast. Yeah. And, and we were just supposed to, like, oh, accept it. We got it's- through
0: talking about Asia and all the wonderful and interesting things in their culture. And we talked about all these places, and it got to Africa. And they were like, crap
1: right nobody wow. cares about else, you're not it. gonna remember it nobody cares about the countries you're not gonna remember them and it's just like there could have been an african kid there like me as a black american i was uncomfortable
0: i was pissed i was heated like, you
1: know they don't deserve that but if somebody took like what we learn like american educational system at face value and didn't like learn anything else you would have a prejudice against africans
2: as a yeah, black I'm american believe sure. it because if that's how you're prefacing the unit it's like this is so boring and this is all they do and and that's all you're learning, then
0: and then all why you see is you learn anything else. All right. you see is like suffering and these yeah. people aren't able to provide for themselves and all not factoring in that the whole reason that the world the like the British colonies and all that stuff benefited was because of Africa and its contributions yep. and its people. Setting all like they don't even really oh forces. it was so irritating and you would just think that, like, you would just think that Africans are lazy who don't do anything and they can't provide right. for themselves. And that's so yeah. funny that those words are the exact same way that a lot of Africans view Black Americans because of this white supremacy pitting members of the same community against each other. Ah, uh, why does everything fall back to white supremacy? I'm so tired of <laughs> literally it. Literally
2: everything, literally everything. It's easier to... um take control of people if they're divided so right so do you think think there's a shift in the culture that
1: people are now thinking of themselves as collectives like across the African diaspora so not in just speaking about black Americans like black British people black Germans I don't know are now do you think there's more of a diasporic you know connection between us all like are we all comfortable under black
2: I think well I don't want to speak for everyone obviously but I think generally as you look at it because, and it's so sad that it is this way, but because the whole entire world is anti-Black, it's uh-huh. like, if you're Black, you have to be pro-Black because you everyone have else hates you. That's, that's the one common thing that we all share is that everyone hates us. As right. sad as it is. As sad as it is, that, that's our unifying That's factor. our claim to fame. And so I feel like, especially now in this day, because of like political and social injustices and people are becoming more aware it's easier to just connect with Black people. That's one of my favorite things about being Black, actually. And even just being African is that somehow we always find each other and we always connect just because, yep. just because. And I think, I, th- I just think, yeah, the world is becoming a little bit more, it's easier to identify with other Black people because you all have that shared
0: experience of being hated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it feels like family. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. Great. on that note... That's a great way to end this episode. I hope you guys got something out of it. Um thank you so much Alicia for being our very very first guest. That was so good. This was course. such a good conversation. Um I I I learned so much. Like and I it's mm-hmm. weird to say that you learned so much but you just like you don't there's things you don't think about until someone else brings them to your attention so that was really cool and i hope that you guys listening have that same experience um if you have any thoughts please like write a review on this episode or at this podcast listen to our other episodes if you want to keep up with us you can follow us on instagram at get into it underscore podcast you can also leave us a voice message by using the link in the description of this video guys we have merch and if you want to go you <laughs> some merch you you can get some racism gives you wrinkles uh sweatshirts and hoodies and all that good stuff or you can get a simple get into it logo to you know boost up your wardrobe the link for that is also in the description of this episode thank you so much for listening oh and alishma if you if they want to follow you what is your instagram so they can go my give me some love Instagram
2: that way is alishama underscore okay my twitter is also at alishama so yeah i post a lot of funny things i'm quite the comedian so they can go check that out i'll
0: have uh her uh social medias in the description of this episode as well so you can just go ahead and click it and then get right to it Ooh, so bye guys thank you so bye. much bye. Bye.